ain't nothing like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. And so we thank God this morning for the words that have come in song from Harrison and Burrell. God, we thank you. We praise your name right now that we have been able to receive your power, that we've been able to feel your presence, that we've been able to know that you're there in times of trouble. And so, God, we are asking you right now to send your Holy Ghost power through the word that you have given to your servant. Lord, we know that it is through you that all things are possible and that everything that we can do, all we can do is give your name glory and honor, adoration and praise. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody on the line said amen and amen and amen. I have tagged this sermon uh, from the title, What Do You Do When God Doesn't Deliver What You Want? You know, we, we've uh, read scriptures that pretty much give a great conclusion, but what do you do when God doesn't deliver what it is that you want? So people, God, I, I, a recent article I read in something called Bible Truths, I believe, bear mentioning here because it says no matter the pain and suffering you're going through right now, God has promised to deliver you from your struggles. I hope you heard that. I hope you're listening closely because no matter what it is you're going through, God has already promised us, heard the song, but the words of the song says, God has not strewn promised skies always blue. Flowers strewn pathways all our lives through. God has not promised sun without rain. Mm -hmm. Joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God hath promised strength for the day, rest for the labor, and light for the way. Grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, and undying love. God had not promised we shall not know toil and temptation, trouble and foe and woe. He had not told us we shall not bear many a burden or many a care. God has not promised smooth roads and wide, swift, easy travel, needing no guide. Never a mountain, rocky and steep. Never a river, turbid and deep. He didn't promise these things. He didn't promise these things. But he promised never to leave us, never forsake us. Thank you, God. Yes, he promised Hallelujah. never to leave us Thank you, Jesus. and never forsake us. I hope that's a word for somebody out there. You see, sometimes to be delivered, we have to endure. We got to go through the pain and we got to go through the suffering. In other words, we have to go through the fire. So y'all know the story about the fire. Y'all have read the Bible. You know that in Daniel chapter 3, in this familiar story, here are the Hebrew boys placed in the fiery furnace. They knew their circumstances, uh, uh, and they didn't bow down 
to King Nebuchadnezzar and serve his gods. Oh, somebody's got to be bold these days. Somebody's got to be strong these days. Somebody's got to stand up to all of these wicked ways and say, for God I live and for God I die. This was an extremely difficult position for these Hebrew boys to be in. You see, they knew their fate, Pastor. If they didn't bow down and they knew what was likely to happen, if they didn't worship the idols of old King Nebi, which is what I call him, they knew they would be burned in the great fire to a crisp. And it was heated such that they would burn up quickly because it was seven times hotter than normal. Oh, y'all know the story, but they let it be known. Hallelujah. Oh, I praise God. They let it be known that even if God didn't deliver them from the fire, that our God is able to do just that. He can deliver if he chooses to. And even if God doesn't deliver us, hear me now, even if God doesn't deliver us uh, from the fire, that you're you 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 can know that you are going to uh, be put in, and that's what he was telling them. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't deliver us from the fire that you're going to put us in, we want to make it clear, make it known, make it concise, so that you know that where we will never serve your gods or even worship that golden statue you have set up. We won't do it. And that's what we people of God have to continue to be like today. So we know the story that they were thrown in the fire, but God stepped into the fire and he delivered them without even, as the old preachers used to say, the smell of smoke. Hallelujah. I love that because God allowed them to go in and come out under his power. He delivered them. Hallelujah. And just like he delivered them, whatever you're going through, he's going to deliver you too. But here is a kicker that I want y'all to remember. That they still found themselves engulfed in the fire. They still found themselves engulfed in the fire. That means, people of God, that God can deliver us from our circumstances. But we may still have to endure. We may still have to go through some fires in this life. We still might have to go through. I just want you to know. I just, I'm, just, I'm just talking to you. just want you to know. And why is that, you probably ask? Why is it that we still got to go through? Because our God must get the glory. He says in Psalm 50 and 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue you and you will honor me. Call on him when you get in trouble because he's going to rescue you. But you got to honor him. We've got to give him the glory. You see, people of God, like it says in the 23rd Psalm, God will carry us through the valley of death. Proverbs 14, 32 says that even in death, if we're facing death 
and circumstances like death, we shall still have to go through as righteous individuals by seeking refuge in God. But, but, but Pastor Keith, Pastor Brown, Dr. Brown, whatever it is you want to call me, that little boy from North Carolina, uh, uh, you said that this sermon was going to be about what do you do <laughs> when God's delivery system doesn't give you what you want? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's right. That's what you said. That's right. Ah, now, now, let me go here a minute. Here's some short things I want you to grab onto, just so you know that I know what I'm talking about. Go to 1 Peter 5 and 8 through 11. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11, where it says, Be of sober spirit and be alert. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like oh, a roaring lion, yeah. oh, yeah. seeking someone yes. to devour. Mm -hmm. That is so true. He's seeking whoever he can devour, especially you goody-two-shoe Christians out there. He's looking for you. He wants you. He wants to turn you around. So you, we've got to resist him and stay firm in the faith. And after we have suffered a while, according to the scripture, mm -hmm. God will perfect that concerning ah, you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. That means he'll strengthen you. He will establish you. He will confirm you. Hallelujah. I'm so glad about it because I've seen him do it. Uh, uh, but Sean Mitchell says in his song that sooner or later, things will turn in your favor because it's turning around for me. It's turning around for me and you. Sooner or later, mm -hmm. it's going to turn in your favor. All right, here's another one. You didn't get that one. Uh, 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 be patient in faith. Go to 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, where it reminds us not to complain. We've been talking about complaining in Bible study. Well, here it is. He says we, not, we are not to complain about the Lord's delivery schedule. Sick bastard, I, he is not FedEx. He is not UPS. Minister Swan, he is not Amazon that we use so much. Oh, the Amazon trucks are always up and down our street. Well, God ain't none of those. Hallelujah. Sometimes God ordains trials so that we must trust him in order so that he can deliver us. Don't be following the Amazon and UPS trucks. They ain't going to do you no good. Then let me give you this one. We've got to know that he is sovereign in the delivery of all of his plans for our lives. God is sovereign. What does that mean? We've got to trust his sovereignty, that he knows what he is doing when he does it. We've got to trust him. We've got to then take appropriate steps to deal with the trial that we may have at hand. All right, all right, so what's an example? What's an example? We pray on it. Hallelujah. Yes, we do. We got to pray on it. And you people of, of Christian ilk are always, I prayed on it. Well, all right, you pray on it because that's very appropriate. Pray for the new job. But let me tell you something. Then you got to do all you can do to get the job. 
Your resume has to be smacking, and you, you've got to be doing some things that you need to do so that you can get the job. Oh, you got to, if you want to pray for healing, then you got to get appropriate medical attention. You folk out there who need the vaccine, you got to go get it if you want to stay healthy. Oh, you pray over your marriage. Oh, you love your boo. And you're going to have such a good marriage. Well, you still got to obey the biblical command that God has given us uh, in the marriage covenant between a man and a woman. Amen, somebody. And then Romans 8 and 28, I'll give you this one for free. 8 and 28, all things work together. For the delivery, <laughs> for those who are called according to, to God's holy commands and, and who love and serve him, all of these things, uh, I love it, I love it, I love it. All of these things work together. So let me tell you something. There was a forum I ran across in on the internet called uh, the Worthy Christian Forums. And there was a man on there named Nebula, N-E-B-U-L-A. And, and he had a general discussion session where he cites that uh, now that we have prayed for deliverance, it seems that change never comes, never happens. Sometimes, he says, that things only get worse. He said, now you are going through circumstances that are leaving you hanging. Anybody ever been hanging? And he says he leave you hanging by a thread. And you are wondering how long before the threads break. Uh, but because of how God has always made you endure the circumstances rather than delivering you, you don't believe God's plan is to deliver you. Some of us believe that. And then he adds insult to injury, and he says, and another thread just broke. So what do you do? What do you do when God doesn't give you, uh, doesn't deliver to you what you really want? Well, the answer is given that he gave is that we, we must learn most about God in these situations. And that is that God is faithful. I don't know about you today, but I'll raise my hand and let you know, I know he's faithful. My mama used to say, I know I when I pray to him, God hears my prayers. Well, just like she would pray about her prayers, I know that God is faithful. That's a shouting point right there. He's faithful in whatever situation you are in. And, and, and this author suggests that God doesn't always give us the solution to suffering. Rather, what God will do in many times is he gives more of himself to us and he suffers with us. Jesus. In other words, we can tell you that God feels what we feel. Mm. And so we Jesus. must get as close to him Jesus. as possible in our adverse situations oh, and God. serve him through our situations, even 
our own hurt. Yeah, because we're going to be hurt sometimes. So there was a gentleman that got on the uh, that that nebula uh, site, and he, he gave his testimony. He said, you know, I smoked cigarettes for 51 years. And as a believer, it was about 30 of those 51 years, meaning he believed that there was a God. But he said, I couldn't quit. Couldn't quit the cigarettes. Mm -hmm. 30 years did he go and could not quit smoking cigarettes. But after the 30th year, when he truly got saved, you see, because some of us, we might know who God, uh, we think he is, but we got to be saved by God. And once he truly got saved and he received his true salvation, uh, uh, then he could begin the delivery process. And God began delivering him from a lot of the old, old things in his mindset. But here was a story within the story. During that 30 years, he decided that he was going to quit. And so he went to one of the elders of the church that he went to and asked them to pray for his deliverance from these cigarettes. This addiction had him bound. He said, I chose to have lunch. Then after at his home, he was going to ask for the deliverance prayer. A real prayer, he thought, because he didn't think he could do it alone. On the day of the appointment, however, he got a call from the elder saying something has come up. And the elder couldn't make it. So he was devastated. He was disappointed. And he was downright despondent. Anybody ever been devastated? Anybody ever been disappointed? Anybody ever been downright despondent? You see my hands waving because I've been there. I know exactly what he's talking about. He was upset. He was down in the dump. He didn't know what to do. And he felt like God had decided at that moment not to deliver him and give him what he wanted. Later, however, his son dropped by. He was aware of the appointment with the elder and the church and asked, why was he home and not at the appointment? And the man explained what happened. So his son said, well, Dad, I pray for you. And the man was stunned. He was surprised that his son would pray for him. He, he was so elated that, that he was a son that was willing to pray for him. So his son put his hands on his dad's shoulder and cried out to God for deliverance. And instantly, the man was delivered. And right there, he celebrated his healing. Mm. He hadn't had a smoke since then. Mm. He was so happy because God chose his son, <laughs> not the elder of the church, but chose his son to, to give him his deliverance. Now he says that when God does not deliver what he wants, he just waits expectantly. I hope somebody has heard that message as well. Because with all the things I've been saying, we also have to wait on God. 
because God is in control. And we have to wait, not just wait, but wait expectantly, knowing that he has the power to take care of it. So this man waits expectantly because I want you to know that he has learned how God operates. He may not come when we want him, but hallelujah, he's right on time. He may look like he's late. He may seem like he's late, but he's always right on time. I hope I got some witnesses out there. And God has promised to deliver us. And he holds fast to his promises. Mm. And his, if he has deliverance in the plans for you, because you know what they say is what it is for you is for you. If deliverance is in the plans, in his plans for you, it is for you. So what do you do when God doesn't get deliver what you want? You wait on him expectantly. You decide that you're going to trust him. You decide that you're going to hear what he has to say about the plans he's made for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to go without fear. You're going to not look toward the FedEx and the Amazons and the, the, the UPSs of the world. You're going to look to the God who gives all the deliveries that we need. And the people of God said amen.